Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hey everybody, and welcome to a wonderful episode. I'm predicting it, I'm calling it. It's uh, Serious Issues, a comic book podcast. My name is Andrew Levins. My name is Siobhan Coombs. And we're back again for another fortnight of us updating you of the comics that we've read that we also think you should read, because I've exclusively read great comics um, over the last couple of weeks, and I'm I'm assuming Siobhan has too. (laughs) I would be so sure about that. Oh no! <laughs> I, read, I read a lot of shit comics. Um, Excellent. But mostly, mostly good. Mostly great. Um, so we're going to go through uh, what we've been doing. As I mean, I know a lot of our listeners are not from Australia, but um, Australia seems to be kind of on the track to some form of normality. Um, yeah. My son goes back to school next week, which is a massive step. Um, it means that uh, I, I, I don't have to be his teacher anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a fun novelty at first. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I liked. I did enjoy how, like, the first couple of days, you were like, "Here's my, here's my sweet little plan," and then very quickly, no more, no more sweet lesson plans. What? Well, no, here's the thing: it's homeschooling work, ruled. Though, well, it ruled when I set the plan. When I was like, uh, "Okay, here's what yeah. I want to teach him," and like, here are the kind of things that we can focus on. And my wife, who is an actual kindergarten teacher, was like you know, you could, you should work on this with him. And then, you know, it was great. But then as soon as it, was, as it became, oh, all of the state yeah. is getting homeschooled now and we had to adapt his school's lesson plan and I had to push the work that, it was just like the work that his school made him do and like uh, assist him in Zoom meetings, which basically means stop him oh from fucking God. around during Zoom meetings with his school. Like and he got he gets bored and then he starts mucking around and because Zoom has a chat function. Surely, like New South Wales schools has enough funding to find a, uh, uh, like a, an online cl- video client that doesn't have a chat function that that kids can sit because he kept getting kicked out of meet of 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 lessons <laughs> because he would like just spam emojis <laughs> as soon as he was bored. I mean, I genuinely don't know how they expected this to work. My little sister is like 17 and she's in year 11 at high school and she would just like be asleep in Zoom meetings and leave up like a picture of herself and like, what are they going to do? She'd just be like taking screenshots and sending them to me and like laughing. Just like she hasn't (laughs) done any work in like months. (laughs) What are you going to do? Yeah. 
Yeah, but look, I mean, next week, uh, school going back. My wife is a teacher, so she's also going back to school as well. Um, I've got a couple of days at home with, with just my three-year-old Tilly, um, which is, you know, you can, we can just do fun stuff all day. That's fun. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the um, I, I, I think it's, it is starting to feel like a little bit more normal here. Um, and comics are back now, too. Yeah. No Marvel yet. And DC are doing some... Uh, things that are going to harm comic book stores outside of America quite a lot, apparently. Um, so they've been looking into different distribution channels other than Diamond, which theoretically sounds great, except that then they're going to favour those distribution channels above Diamond, which means that stores outside of the States, like, we're not going to get a whole bunch of comics that we'd already ordered. Oh, brutal. But at least we're getting some comics or something. Do you think there's room for, like, multiple people to offer international services as well as Diamond, or is it this is... I mean, that would be great. If we could, like, destroy the monopoly that Diamond has on the comic book industry, I'm sure that would be great <laughs> for literally everyone. But the right. only, the ways that they're talking about doing it at the moment are just really going to fuck up uh, any store outside of the States, I think. But maybe not. I was very, like, pessimistic about what this was going to do to the comic book industry as a whole, and it hasn't, it hasn't impacted things as badly as I thought. Yeah, right. Awesome. Um, kind of. Kind of awesome. Kind of. Kind of. We'll see. Possibly. Potentially <laughs> awesome. Um, have you read any of these uh, aforementioned brand new comics? Yeah, because the best, uh, the best comic that DC are putting out came out Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen! Hooray! Wow, look at... Siobhan is holding up to her screen a single-issue format comic. Uh, I haven't seen smell a new, it? I haven't mm. seen a new one of those since last year because <laughs> King's closed. Was that, was King, King's closed in like the early weeks of January while I was on holiday. Yeah. And then, they, then, then the pandemic happened, so I haven't gotten any new comics since the end of last year. I can't even imagine what your standing order must look like. Uh, out of control. Yeah. Boxes control. and boxes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to the King's uh, Comics store opening in Sydney uh, yeah. soonish. Very, very soon, I hope. Hopefully soon, yeah. Um, but uh, it, is, it is a little bit scary, yeah, knowing that I have all these series that I've completely forgotten about. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> five years. That's, yeah, still, well, that's still going. The next issue of that came out. I also read that. Oh, great. Well, let's pretend this is a regular episode of Serious Issues. Siobhan, tell us about the comics that came out in the last week. Should we do... Okay, I've read three. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. First things first, I read the first issue of Ludocrats, which is a new comic by Kieran Gillen. What's it called? Ludocrats, I believe. I think you said like Ludocrap. Um, no. No. Ludocrats, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but it's a it's a real weird one. So it's written by Kieran Gillen and Jim Rossignol, who I've never heard of, um, with art by Jeff Stokely and colours by mm-hmm. Tamara Bondolan. Bondian? Nice. Um and it's it's a weird one. It's Kieran Gillen at his like fruitiest, I would say. It's um set in a kind of it starts off saying, like, we had the potential to create a better world. We tried to imagine a better world. We failed. Instead, we did this. And then the first page, the first panel, is a full page of a completely nude man covered in blood. So pretty up your Good alley. Good fun. Good fun. <laughs> 
I've read it and I was like, I can't tell if I love this or I hate it because it's super, <laughs> um, it's very like high concept, quite sort of fantasy, very wordy, lots of nonsense, lots of bullshit. But it's like in this world where like you have to be ludicrous, you have to be really silly. Anyone who's boring, that's the worst crime of all. And it's like super, um, super horny. <laughs> the main right. character is this big fat guy called Otto who um, is like <laughs> uh, always talking about like rutting and like humping things and like wanting to couple and like all this kind of stuff. Um, and they're trying to find, he's now trying to be made boring by his brother who is the high pope of this world. Um, <laughs> It's real silly, man. <laughs> I think I think in the end I did enjoy it. It's a little bit like um, in the kind of no winky, nudge nudge winky winky comic book fan kind of stuff. Like there's a appearance by Casanova Quinn. The, the I was going to say it actually sounds a lot like Matt Fraction's Casanova. Yeah. Yeah. So he shows up um, in a dinosaur suit to to steal some stuff and then gets killed. And he goes like, "Oh God, a crossover. Let me deal with it." So it's all kind of a bit meta meta metatextual or whatever um but in general pretty good fun really silly strong cartooning reminds me of um what was that one about oh no um (laughs) who was the who was the person who did that martian manhunter series recently steve orlando but did the art on it oh i don't know no one knows that well anyway um good Pretty good, I reckon. Ludocrats, issue one, from Image Comics. Um, if you like, uh, was it Riley Rosmo? There we go. Cut the art kind of reminds me of Riley Rosmo. What was that one about the adventurer? Oh, oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, um, strong dong watch warnings for this one. There's a lot of dongs in this. Why would you ever give a warning for a dong, <laughs> dong watch? Yeah, I guess I mean like a dong watch update, dong watch highlight. <laughs> If you like blood-covered dongs, <laughs> then this is the comic for you, guys. Deathbed was the name of uh, that Riley Rossmo comic. Who wrote that one? Was it... Uh... I think it was just Riley Rossmo, wasn't it? No, no was it, it was a... um, Joshua Williamson. Oh. Vertigo put that one out. Remember, remember Vertigo? Remember the DC, Vertigo? Uh, imprint Vertigo that, that, get... that put out legendary comics for 30 years and now doesn't exist anymore. I get weirdly sad seeing all of the reprints of Vertigo comics with the DC Black label oh, so um, dumb. thing on it. But what are you going to do? It's so, so stupid. Don't try and co-opt this thing that you already had ownership of. Like, it's bizarre. And it's also like Vertigo was such a, was such a, like, had such a tone, had such a specific, like, voice and stuff. It seems really, like, it seems wrong to see books like Transmetropolitan with, like, DC Black Label. No, yeah, it's yeah, a Vertigo totally. book, man. Don't erase history. What was the Bat Dong book again? Um, I can't really remember No one knows it what it was called. No one finished No one cares. It. <laughs> <laughs> I think it finished. Or something. Um, okay, the other two comics I read, I read issue 10, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, Matt Fraction, and Steve Lieber. Um, everything's coming to a head finally, kind of, um, have you, did you read this at all? I read up to like issue seven or eight, and even before all the mess happened, um, it was a pretty difficult one to follow month to month, because I feel like so much happens in each issue. And And it's all on different timelines as well, like they go back and forth heaps. So now It'll be such finally... a good one to own in trade. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm definitely waiting for that. 
I think it's been plotted really specifically like for the 12 issues and I think it'll be an incredibly satisfying read in trade or even just once you've collected all the singles. Um, now we're, we're starting to see like all of the threads um, pulled together but I just have so much fun with this book. It's so silly and so like silver agey and we get like the classic um, Jimmy and drag moment in this yep. issue which is like Great. totally brilliant and Steve Lieber's like just such a funny such a funny funny cartoonist um there's so many things in this book that really really make me laugh out loud like the, the character the porcadillo oh yep <laughs> so funny so good this is i'm just showing levens the the moment where jimmy comes down in drag and <laughs> all the men are like oh, who is she she's so beautiful <laughs> it's really good um i think that this is like if you like matt fraction if you like matt fraction at his kind of most silly if you like Wes doesn't? Anderson movies, um, I would say there's a lot uh, to really enjoy in this Jimmy Olsen series. And I think that if you have an awareness of like the Silver Age kind of escapades of Jimmy Olsen, it is more fun. But even without, I think you can still get a lot out of this book. And it's good to see read a Steve Lieber book without having to endure Nick, Nick Spencer's dialogue. Absolutely. <laughs> I, know, I say that as a fan, as a fan of some of those series, but by the end, I was just like, man, enough. <laughs> yeah, what are he's even doing these days, Nick Spencer? He was in so much demand, and he seems to have just Isn't been he, churned up. He wrote, he wrote a bunch up. of stuff at Marvel recently, didn't he? I don't know. I don't know, man. Didn't he do the last... Like, that bit, some big, I can't remember either. Who knows? Um, so that you've got one more comic? The uh, one more single issue comic? was issue nine of Five Years, the Terry Moore um, series. I missed a couple of issues, so I really didn't understand what was happening in this. But it's still Terry Moore. It still looks great. There's still, like, um, some hilarious ultra-violence by a small child. Excellent. And some, yeah, some this is, this beautiful, is the big, busty uh, women. That's what you this want. This is the big crossover of all of Terry Moore's independent series, Strangers in Paradise, um, uh, Rachel Rising, the one Motor Girl. space. Motor Girl and the space one, or whatever the space one was called. Um, I think. But, yeah, there's, like, five years left um, before the Earth explodes, which seemed like a crazy, crazy, uh, you know, story <laughs> before this year happened. Um, but it's a shame this one, this one got, uh, this one got delayed. I'm looking forward to catching up with it, though. Yeah, it was a good issue, even if I sort of uh, wasn't 100 percent sure what was going on. I was. Still a solid um, issue. G- I mean, I, I had to delete a whole bunch of photos off my phone because I was running out of storage and I was going through, it must have been like two or three years ago when I used to take photos of comics to share on the Serious Issues Twitter. And um, there was one unbelievable, um, one unbelievable like double page spread that I took from the last, they did like a 12 issue Strangers in Paradise return. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, it would, it's, uh, um, what's her name? The Bond one from Strangers in Paradise. Kachu. Yeah, Kachu, like, um, I think driving as fast as she could and then with just this massive um, text in, like, bubble writing up above her that just said, Stephanie must die. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, I even remember that. It's yeah, so it was good, such a, man. Such a wonderful double-page spread. We um, just did so um, cool. Strangers in Paradise for Queens of Kings, the last Queens of Kings. Um, and it's such a strange one to... Because you kind of really want to recommend, like, the whole series. That's how it's kind of best when you have come a long way with those characters but just the first volume is a is a bit tricky to recommend and one of the women really didn't like it <laughs> yeah she was well, like i didn't enjoy like, any of this 
it is like a like a scumbag like nineties yeah. sitcom kind of vibe in the first one. Like yeah, it's very Kevin Smithy. Mm, like absolutely. very like quippy dialogue this is just the first four issues and then it quickly gets much better yeah and quite like dated in a bunch of ways like in terms of that kind of like uh the way they talk about women and stuff and like the relationship stuff some of it you're like ooh, you wouldn't want yeah. to say that now <laughs> but but i think he, he terry moore be- became very very good at writing female characters even if his those first four issues don't display any of that one of the um, one of the women from Queens was like, I actually met Terry Moore when I went to she went to E Triple C in the states, um, and she was like, Yeah, he's there with his wife, and he was like super nice, really nice guy. And I was like, My most important question is, was his wife super stacked? <laughs> is that where his inspiration <laughs> and love of super stacked women comes from? <laughs> she was like, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't notice. <laughs> Damn, disappointing. <laughs> what a disappointment. Well, it's, hopefully, if someone could confirm for us uh, whether or not Terry yeah. Moore's wife is super stacked. <laughs> I, feel, I feel rude saying that now. <laughs> um, so I've obviously um, read a ton of manga um, over the last two weeks. And uh, oh. before we get to that, because you're going to be very excited. I, I don't know if you saw me po- posting in the group about what manga I've been I reading. I did, I did. But it's uh, extremely in your wheelhouse. But before um, I get there, I want to share two things that I've been reading um, digitally that um, are not manga. Um, the first of which, and these both definitely interest you, um, the first of which is a new comic called Brutal Dark. And um, Brutal Dark is the first comic um, that features not just colouring, but art by the son of Sean Phillips. Um, uh, so this is... Jacob. Yes, yeah, so Jacob Phillips, that's right. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to find the actual... Um, issue itself so chris condon is the writer and jacob phillips is the artist and um jacob phillips yeah i guess is at this point in his career most known as the colorist um on the last few um issues of criminal um and he's also the son of sean phillips who is the uh, artist and, and frequent collaborator of ed brubaker on criminal um he also um did artwork on their last few couple of graphic novels as well um but uh there's a new series that they started on Patreon, and for one dollar a month, you get every a, a, a ten-page issue every single month. It's called Brutal Dark, and you can access it by going to Patreon.com/slash/CondonPhillips. I, I spelled, I, I pronounced the Condon, but like very, very like deliberately, so it's you, you know how to spell it. So it's C-O-N-D-O-N <laughs> Phillips. Um, Patreon.com/slash/CondonPhillips, um, and uh, it's a, uh, a crime book, um, so it's Brutal Dark, The Adventures of Ezra Kane, P.I. Um, and I think the, the background um, imagery is very reminiscent of Sean Phillips' art um, in that it's exquisitely detailed, like great brickwork and, and, you know, film noir shadows and all that kind of thing. But uh, I find uh, Jacob Phillips' uh, facial work and, and, and kind of people in general to be very different to what... I'm used to from Sean Phillips is a lot rougher in a, in a good stylistic kind of way. Um, and uh, I mean, I know like it's almost kind of hilarious that his first book is a crime book given uh, the bulk of his father's uh, work, but this is a very different kind of crime book. This is a kind of classic um, almost feels like a, um, like a radio play brought to life in a comic. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, Brutal Dark, The Adventures of Ezra Kane, P.I. And uh, on the front of the, of, the, of the first cover is When Death Stares Him Down, He Dares Stare Back. 
And the first cool. ten pages of this series are a um, uh, this this uh, Ezra Kane PI um, and and another detective trying to bust into a uh, sorry not a detective I guess a hostage that he's using to get in um, to to track down this other criminal. And um, after the other guy that Ezra Kane is is with gets shot down, he chases after the criminal who is almost. He's in like a big kind of like trench coat with a Tommy gun and jumps out of a window. There's a big action um, chase and some excellent, uh, some excellent, you know, bullets and um, and onomatopoeia worked into the ex- some excellent bullets. Excellent bullets. <laughs> um, I mean, that sounds but, really uh, great. I love Private Investigator. But there might be a touch of, touch of supernatural or, or sci-fi in this because it looks as though. Um, out the, the hero of this story might be bulletproof. Oh, excellent yeah, bullets! Um, who is this death-defying angel of justice? Is he friend or foe? Tune in next time to find the truth about Kane. Um, and I will because I am a one-dollar um, Patreon subscriber of their of their Patreon, and I recommend everyone who is a fan of Criminal. And um, also, I feel like Jacob Phillips. Um, I want to support him a lot. I know he uh, he. Wasn't that a, a story a while ago of him doing a bunch of colors for Sean Phillips' work for DC or something? And, and they, um, they made him recolor it or something? They made no, they just hired a new colorist to do it. Yeah. They, 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 and they really clashed. And I don't know, I think that's, that's shitty. I think he's a really, really good colorist and I, I want to support the dude. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, he, he has another act, image of publishing another comic by this same duo um, later in the year. So looking, looking forward to that. But yeah, definitely recommend yeah, cool. Brutal Dark. Um, and the other um, online one, which is free, if you uh, would like to read it, um, it is a comic called The Grot. And, ah, uh, nice. I haven't actually Grot, read it all yet. The Grot is by Pat Grant and Fionn McCabe. And uh, we we actually interviewed Pat Grant on Serious Issues a couple of years ago um, off the back of his uh, excellent comic about surfing and racism and small town Australia called Blue. Um, it's about it's like, kind of like about immigration but through the eyes of aliens and, and mm-hmm. lots of pollution and that kind of thing um and it's an excellent very unique book with um excellent art by pat grant and his next project which i guess at one point i think when we inter- when we interviewed him he talked about this potentially coming out through dark horse um but I, I might have that wrong um top shelf are actually publishing uh the grot um in uh like in, in a physical edition in a trade mm-hmm. Um, and you can actually, if you go to thegrotcomic.com, uh, you can read this for free um, online, but you can also, uh, there's also a link to uh, buy the graphic novel, um, the special launch edition. And uh, I love that. I love that you can just read it for free, but like it still gives you the option to support it and keep it forever. Yeah, totally. And so, yeah, I've, I've read um, part one of The Grot and mm-hmm. um, it is a lot of fun. It's a... Uh, I guess the grot refers to like a, a part of, a, of I guess it's like it's like a post-apocalyptic town and there are grifters and they're all going towards the green except there's also the grot and, and, and word gets out that you can find green which is I guess like wealth in the grot mm-hmm. and so it's mm-hmm. about wading through the grot to find the green and, uh, I love the themes like, that he like deals with in his work all the time yeah totally uh, so the the full title is the Grot, the story of the Swamp City Grifters, um, and you can uh, pre-order it through TopshelfComics.com as well. Um, I really like this, what I've read so far, and it does uh, tie in a little bit to uh, the um, the books I'm about to talk about. So uh, definitely, if you like something that's a little bit 
like a little bit gross but in a fun way it has a lot of comedic parts there's like a lot of like twilight zone weird wonder wondrous stuff going on in what i've read so far i would recommend it too so again you can go check that out at thegrotcomic.com nice hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So... Is it manga time, Siobhan? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I've got a couple more things that I also read, but we can we can talk about your manga first because I'm what? excited. Let's let let let's save let's save manga time. Right. Why don't you tell me about these uh these these Western books that you keep peddling? <laughs> um, well, I read I read the first trade of Once in Future. Um, again, another Kieran Gillen book. Big Kieran Gillen week. So this is the next book that I'm doing for the King's Quarantine Book Club. Um, mm-hmm. So I figured I should read it. Um, it's written by Kieran Gillen with art by Dan Mora, who we know and love from Claws and Claws. his work on uh, Buffy. The WWE, the wrestling the comics WWE that, wrestling that, that comic we both wrestling. loved. I love wrestling. Um, and with art, uh, with Colors Again by Tamara Bombion. And this is like a... Um, like, it's based in Arthurian legend. So it's, you think like... You think you know about King Arthur? Well, you don't know shit, man. So this book starts with a group of, like, British nationalists trying to bring King Arthur back from the dead to, you know, make Britain great again, whatever. (laughs) Um, But King Arthur is not... The King Arthur they bring back is not a King Arthur that we would recognise. He is, like, this gross, horrifying, uh, scary zombie man in a crown. I'm going to find a picture to show you. Cool. Because it's pretty spooky. Um, and there's an old lady called Bridget who escapes from her nursing home and she's a retired monster hunter and she uh, enlists her grandson who's like this sort of pure virginal uh, university professor to help her take down King Arthur um, before he ends the world and it's kind of based in Arthurian legend but also based pretty heavily in like um, actual history about like Saxons and Celts and all those kinds of conflicts from 
thousands and thousands of years ago. Um, but it's also got, you know, a cranky old lady who swears and who shoots people and, like, smokes fags all the time and, like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's really, um, I really, like, it's enjoyable. Dan Mora is, like, incredible at action sequences. Um, he manages to make this Duncan guy, um, who could be, like, very sort of gormless, like he's kind of wandering through, not really uh, knowing anything that's going on, but he's like this big handsome hunk. So he's like a big dumb hunk, which is a great, everyone loves that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Everybody but loves Dan hunks. Mora is so great at like um, really selling the comedy of the moments in the facial expressions. Like it's probably the funniest I think I've ever seen Dan Mora do, but it's also very, like, that's King Arthur showing weapons. He's like a spooky zombie. Oh, that's great. Man. Holy moly, really I've never good. seen Dan Mora draw big spooky horror um, stuff before. That co- Absolutely. That's so it's a great mix of like um, comedy and horror and action and sort of fantasy and history. Um, it's not, I wouldn't say it's my favourite Kieran Gillen book. Like I think that um, Die is probably the book of his that I've enjoyed most. You've got to go back and give The Wicked ever. and the Divine a chance. I know, I know. I keep seeing all the collected volumes and being like, man, I really should... I really should read it all. And I will one day, probably, maybe. Um, but this is, I, I did really enjoy this. If you like sort of the the King Arthur legend, if you like fantasy, if you like um, spooky horror, I reckon give this give this a whirl. It's pretty good. Dan Moore is great. Fantastic. Um, awesome. And then the other thing I read <laughs> is, is the manga classics um, version of James Joyce's Ulysses. Which it's I not bought fair for that my mom. You, cha- you, you, turned the, you, you hit the manga button before I did. I know, I'm sorry. I bought that for my mom a couple of years ago for Christmas as a joke because she's always trying to make me read um, James Joyce because she's all like, mm, I love Irish literature. I love being depressed. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, but she like never read it because she thinks comics are for, for idiots. Um, so I stole it back and I read it. And guys, James Joyce knows a thing or two about writing, I'll tell you what. But I think it's better in manga form. The end. Who did the manga adaptation? It doesn't. It doesn't even say, man. <laughs> like, what? It's such a. Um, let me see if I can actually find a name at all. That's it insane. Says, it says author and images by Variety Artworks. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, isn't that funny? So you can't. Like, I don't even know who drew it. I wouldn't say it's the most, like, sophisticated manga. To be honest, right. probably just buy a good manga or read Ulysses. But you know what? <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. I just, <laughs> I just love the classics. I just tried to Google it. I just tried to Google it, and um, uh, I came up with Ulysses, Jean, Jean d'Arc, and the Alchemist Knight, a light mm-hmm. novel series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It looks like good. a fun. It's about a young knight whose dream is to become an alchemist and find out the secret of the Philosopher's Stone. Hell yeah! And Sounds cool, a, man. There's a very twelve-year-old looking girl in not little, not not much clothing and a big sword on the front cover. Was this what you were, you bought your mum? Yeah, that's exactly what I bought. <laughs> no wonder she disowned me. <laughs> All right, the manga button has, has officially been pressed. Um, that's the manga button. And uh, after, um, so. Uh, You've you've brought up Junji Ito on the podcast many many times. Um, you've read, I'm sure you've read like a, a, a great number, upwards of six yeah. of his books in the past. I reckon, um, maybe. And uh, you would talk about it, and I would always say, "Man, I got to get around to reading some of his stuff one day." Um, and I ha- I owned 
Dissolving Classroom, I owned that. Um, last year, I borrowed um, Smash from Kings for a week, mm-hmm. uh, a collection of his horror stories. Um, and I read a couple of them and talked about them on the podcast. Um, and for whatever reason, like I just, I never fully went in. Um, Angus, my co-host on HeyFam, uh, one of my other podcasts, bought me No Longer Human for Christmas last year, which is his oh, nice. adaptation um, of, a, uh, a, of, a, of a novel by another Japanese writer that came out last year. Have you read that? Nah. Um, well, I will soon. Um, because last week um, I was sent a, a package from Viz Media um, containing a new art book called Twisted Visions. Um, and uh, it is all the artwork of Junji Ito, who is oh, a yes, famous, please. very fa- famous uh, mangaka who specializes in horror. And these can be like your like the grossest images you've ever seen kind of horror or just like odd stories horror or mm. stories that appear to be just odd but then stay with you for ages and like are actually like totally creepy. Incredibly um, unsettling. <laughs> very unsettling stuff. And so Twisted Visions um, collects like lots of color artwork from, I guess, like covers and promotional um, matter that he did around the releases of some of his biggest books, including uh, Tomie, Uzumake, and Gyo. Um, and uh, I just flicked through this and I was like, okay, well done, Viz Media. Your ploy, you got to, me. Your ploy worked. <laughs> And I immediately ordered all of his books. Classic <laughs> so my, style. Yeah, so I now am the proud owner of Tomie, Uzumaki, Gyo, Shiver, Smashed, Fragments of Horror, Dissolving Classroom, No Longer Human, Twisted Visions, Frankenstein, and I have a book that he wrote about his cats, Yon and Moo, on the yeah, way. Yeah, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to reading that after getting through all of his horror stuff because it is just going to be so strange. Um, of yeah, those I books, I would like Siobhan, space them out almost. <laughs> well, I've read <laughs> it's a bit too much. I, they, these, this is what they all arrived last Friday, and I have read Tomie, Uzumaki, Gyo, Fragments of Horror, Dissolving Classroom, and Frankenstein since Friday. How flipping good is his Frankenstein? Ugh! I couldn't believe how good it was. Man. So it's a it's a fairly faithful adaptation of the Mary Shelley book with a few changes that I think improve the story a lot. Um, but just I his mean, his visual uh, like language for it is so beyond anything I had ever imagined and has really stuck with me and is like now when I think about Frankenstein, this is the version that I think about. Yes, yeah, like, so I, I tried to. Wrightson's is amazing, but this is like super up there. I tried to um, read it as like kind of close to like publishing order as I could, so I started with Tomie, which is all about a girl who, um, in basically, a girl who who dies is frequently killed by like men who are in love with her, but then she either grows back from what remains of her body or resurrects herself somehow and haunts everybody. Um, so and, and then it appears it. to curse other men. So have you read that? Yeah, I've read I've read the Tommy collection um, a while ago. I think it was the first thing of his that I've read. I've never read Uzumaki. Um, or really? Gyo, but I read Tommy. I got to let lend you Uzuma, Uzumaki. Yes, please. It's yes, so please. so good. It I 
like Tomie is has like a, a very very soft spot in my heart and will for always like for always, which is hilarious to talk about something that I read five five days ago. But <laughs> since then, I've read so much else by him that it just feels like. I was there at the start of his career reading that, you know, yeah. that weird feeling when you just ingest everything a creator has done. And um, when you read Tommy, you really get a sense of like what his kind of voice and vision is. And you kind of start to get into his like strange mental space, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like there, there's a lot of humor to his books, um, but then suddenly it will be like dry and unsettling and yeah. creepy and, and then that that story will just end, end abruptly. But the best thing about those collections is it it, it just is, is almost like an ongoing story, even though it collects a bunch of short stories. And he's mm. most famous for his collections of sto- short stories. But his longer works, like Tomi and Uzumaki and 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 Gyo, they they are like I guess like a longer form story of collections of shorter stories set around this run, one premise. And Uzumaki is all about um, a small town of Japan um, that starts getting obsessed with spirals Mm. and it starts off like in in a very subtle way you have um basically it's all told from the point of view of this one young girl and her boyfriend's father once when when she's on her way to her boyfriend's house for dinner she interrupts him staring quietly at a snail specifically Mm. the the spiral shape on the snail's um shell and then uh he, he like marvels in its beauty and then it comes out that he's obsessed with, with spirals and he quits his job and all he does is just looks at pictures of spirals and her dad is a is a potter and he's he's been making um, pottery and, and pots and things like that for and and they all have the spiral pattern in them and and, and um, her boyfriend's dad just obsesses over them and then to the, like learns to coil his tongue around and around like a spiral and like this is <laughs> just so in like funny. the first like it starts so kind of uh, like a bit weird but like quite sort of mundane and normal and it just goes into like a, a really weird place that you wouldn't expect and it just ends up like lodging itself in your brain forever well yeah I mean and then and then there are there is actually a spiral lodged very close to your brain mm. uh, it's part of your ear and you can imagine how that plays into mm. this story as well oh, um, but we also see like on a bigger scale like there's like spirals in the water and spirals in the air and spirals of mosquitoes and then spirals in the land. And like they all play a part and it just escalates and escalates and escalates. It's a crazy collection. And like one, I, I, once I started it, I was like, okay, goodbye the rest of today. Cause this is all I'm doing now. It's incredible. Yeah. And definitely my favorite of all of the books that I've read so far, closely followed by Frankenstein. Um, Gyo is like a, like a, like a monster book. Cool. Um, about a walking fish that are like decaying flesh and stink like <laughs> decomposing bodies, <clears throat> and then uh, like once once they, they spray out gas that infects humans, very disgusting. Oh, man. Um, and then uh, have you read Dissolving Classroom? That's like one of the few books that wasn't no. published here by. No, things. I haven't. It's about. It's think. so funny and stupid. It's about um, a uh, a brother. Who like a brother and, and and sister who start going to a school? The sister is this like evil little brat who says she wants to lick out people's brains, um, and her brother is just constantly apologizing to people. And in the first story, it's revealed that he he made a deal with the devil, and so whenever he apologizes again and again and again, 
Um, whoever hears it, their brains melt, and then his sister eats the brains. Oh, I did read that. <laughs> but there's like ten chapters what? of this, and it like it's like the dissolving classroom. Then it's like the dissolving apartment built block. Then it's yeah, the dissolving. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it's it's great. So it's weird. so much fun. It's so stupid. Um, but and, like uh, terrifying. And just like read, um... great gore. Have you read Shiver yet? No, so I'm, I'm leaving. I left Shiver and Smash till last because that has some of the more recent ones. Oh, sorry, I'm finally going to read No Longer Human. I guess this I think, weekend. Um, I think Shiver has maybe at least at least the story that has stuck in my head the most. Um, oh, I skipped the... forward and I read one that I think you're about to bring up now because I well I, when I was reading heads? about him. What the, the one sorry? Heads? The no, heads. no, it's oh. the balloon I'm heads weirdly that. stuck with me. Which one? Which one I... are you talking about? It's called Greased, and it's about um, uh, a family who own and live above a Yakuniku barbecue restaurant in Japan, and um, the brother, um, he gets addicted to drinking oil, and so then he gets a a shocking outbreak of pimples all over his skin, and at one Mm -hmm. point he squeezes his pimples all over his sister. (laughs) It's disgusting. The the thing that's crazy is that he seems like, like, Junji Ito seems like a pretty normal, nice guy. But like, what the, what is going on? What's going on in your brain, man? It's the best. Keep keep at it, man. It's It's so so good. good. There's just, I've just never read anything else like it. And it's so like, yeah, I can't even, I can't even put words. But my favorite art of his is in Frankenstein. I just, I love Mm. his adaptation so so much um so yeah like i would definitely if, if anyone needs a uh it needs to if anyone feels like getting addicted to something immediately definitely buy this brand new collection that's just come out called twisted visions the art of junji ito um it's relatively like it's around like the 30 40 mark and it's a beautiful hardcover book these are all beautiful hardcover books by the yeah. way all the Viz and king's collections. actually has all of um junji ito's books in stock at the moment Oh, fantastic. So awesome. Um, you on, can order on them kingscomics.com. All kings.com right now. Um, but, uh, man, it's just... The artwork is beautiful. Like, you know, if he if he was just writing, like, romance comics... And that's, like, the best thing about Tomie and I think Uzumaki is they both showed up... They were both originally published in um, Weekly Shoujo, um, which is the comics mm-hmm, for young... Mm-hmm. Like, for teenage girls... So these are both com- these horrific, gory uh, comics were originally intended for just like teenage girls to, to pick up in their cheap um, weekly comics magazine. Um, it's so great. I just love that they, they <laughs> that this is how, how how they all started. Um, it rules. <laughs> um, so but yeah, good. man. Uh, everyone, get into Junji Ito. I guess next time we record, I'll talk about Smashed Shiver and most importantly, No Longer Human, which I think is a very tonally different book to everything else he's ever done so, yeah i look forward to hearing what you think of those ones too yeah and then i also i, I finally am 100 percent caught up on um beastars the manga oh cool um i jumped forward and i um because the uh the netflix series which i definitely recommend everyone watch is excellent um it covers the first 50 chapters of the manga and then um they are publishing the um uh, the volumes, I think they're up to volume seven-ish, um, which is, uh, you know, a couple of arcs past where the anime ad- ends. But I had to read ahead, so I read it all digitally. And, um, man, it is, like, one of my favorite manga I've ever read. 
um, and I would definitely recommend it. It is, it is it starts out as like a romantic um, kind of character study of animals live in, in, in a school where you're divvied up into groups of herbivores and carnivores and it's almost like a Romeo and Juliet type situation where a wolf falls in love with a bunny and knows that he can't be having these urges and um, <laughs> but then there's also like a drama club that they're both a part of or she's part of the gardening club and it starts off very high schooly but then as this progresses over like you know the four four or five years it's been written um, and it's all been uh, written by uh, her name is um Haru Itagaki um, she wrote and drew this excellent manga um, it, it then kind of grow, grows the world around the school and, and the secret societies that exist either in the underworld or the people that make the decisions for all of the animals uh, that, that live in, 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 in this universe and uh, you, you're introduced to like a, um, like a beast star is like kind of like the king of the animals who is like as, it's like the highest you can be in the world and you meet the current beast star who is um, like this extremely camp and fit horse who right. who like masquerades as a zebra in undercover stings <laughs> to bring down illegal uh, carnivore operations um, right dude it rules it's so great there's so much to it, it. So much complexity to the, to the world that's you know, in this. You definitely just pick up the first volume and, and, and let yourself go. Um, Enjoy myself. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, so that's it for my week, my, my fortnight. Just a few hundred chapters of manga, as per <laughs> usual. <laughs> Classic Levens. I, I tried to go back. Villette. That was good. What, what was that, sorry? I finished reading Villette, the Charlotte Bronte book. If you've read Jane Eyre but you've never read Villette, I recommend oh, Villette. Oh, right. Cool. Um, uh, I, bought a bu- I, got, I borrowed a bunch of comics from um, the, the junior fiction section of the library before it got shut down for my son. And mm. uh, he read um, a book called Banana Sunday, which was written by Paul Tobin with illustrations by Colleen Coover. Oh, cute. Um, oh, I remember and, that one. Yeah, and I guess like... Colin Coover and Paul Tobin also wrote a series together called um, Bandette, yeah. which is uh, has won lots of awards. And um, uh, Archie was like, I, I overheard him one morning just like killing himself laughing and he found it so, so funny and then asked if we had any more books by these guys and the only other book I have by Colleen Coover <laughs> is Small Favors, <laughs> which is a, a bunch a, of lesbian porno comics that she wrote. <laughs> to see what happens yeah Man. sure perfect my son is like completely obsessed with batman we let him watch a couple of episodes of batman the animated series and like that is it he only responds to batman or master bruce <laughs> i have to be alfred like most of the time if i want anything <laughs> that's to get amazing done. um he puts on his batman voice all the time he insists on wearing a cape it's like a beautiful hell of my own making but he's and been so- Sorry, are you gonna make are you gonna make your other son like the Robin figure, and then as he gets older, you can put him in a disco outfit like Nightwing? <laughs> My plans, ha ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> but it is nice being able to share things that you love with your kids. Pretty cute. It's pretty. No, nice. definitely. Yeah, actually, I should give another shout out to um, the Dogman comic. There's a ah, comic called Dogman. So huge by the um, by the um, by Dave Pilkey, isn't it? Yeah, the guy who does... Um, Captain Underpants. Uh, that's right. Um, and uh, Archie thought this was the funniest thing he'd ever read in his life. And he came and showed me some of the jokes. And they're pretty great. Shouts yeah, to Dogman. It's, it's probably one of the best-selling comics. 
in the world. Um, yeah, right. Crazy. Um, that's hilarious. Go Dogman. Go Dogman. Um, well, that's it for another great episode of Serious Issues. I told you it was going to be great, and it was. Well, no, one, you no said one... wonderful, and I think it was wonderful. Okay, well, right. sure. I'm a liar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can uh, come and chat with us uh, in our Facebook group, which is at facebook.com slash groups slash Serious Issues Podcast. Um, and uh, we also have a Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash Serious Issues Podcast. Um, Siobhan can be found eventually at King's Comics, but you can mm-hmm. go to kingscomics.com to find most of the comics that we talked about in this episode. Kingscomics.com doing a lot of uh, excellently priced digital bundles. Sorry, digitally selling selling them digitally. They're physical yeah. com- comics, of course. Um, good sets, good and- sets of old back issues. We've got some cool sets of Sin City up at the moment. Um, Check them out. And uh, I got a bunch of other podcasts. They are Hey Fam, All the Small Games, The Mitchin, and uh, I just started a new music podcast as part of my Patreon, um, which you can find at patreon.com slash levdog. If you need some new playlists and mixes and, and podcasts about music, that's where you'll find them. That's what I'm doing uh, every single week in my cold little office, patreon.com slash levdog. Um, thank you so much for listening, Siobhan. Thanks, uh, guys. Stay warm. Yeah, you too. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.